0: Welcome to another edition of Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Um, I've got a 17-year-old son and he has just taken his first driving lesson.
1: Blimey. I remember those days.
0: Yeah, spoke to him um, about it last night and was asking uh, how it went and uh, what they got up to. And, yeah, what what was what you doing your first lesson these
1: days? It's interesting because he's obviously one of those kids who plays video games about driving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always wonder whether that... But that effect, because obviously, when I was that age, the best you could probably do was Grand Prix on the BBC Electron, yeah. And that's not a realistic simulator <laughs> in a million years. So, <laughs> sort of. don't these kids these days think that they, you know, they're the real deal now because they've been able to play? It, well, this know? is
0: what I said to him. I said, "What took you by surprise? You know, what what wasn't like what you thought it was going to be?" And he said, "The brakes." Oh. He said, "I couldn't believe how like hard the brakes are. Like you just press it, and like if you don't." He goes, if you don't feather it, Dad, you just sort of, like, your your face goes through the windscreen,
1: doesn't it? I went, yeah, it does. I'll never forget doing a driving lesson in, in Devon, and I remember trying to brake coming down a hill, and my driving instructor making a choking gurgling noise. <laughs> And i put the brake down on top of his foot in his <laughs> footwell. And he was <everybody's laughs> like, take your foot off the brake, take your foot off the brake. <laughs> <laughs> the because he, it's the little matching The pedals. He-Man controls, I think they're called. Is that what it is?
0: I think that's what the system's called. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you're uh, listening to this. Oh, they will. Instructor. Oh, they will. But the other thing that I really <laughs> wanted to correct him about, but I didn't have the heart to, because it was like first lesson, I just wanted him to bask in the fun. But he kept on saying, he said, yeah, and uh, they did pretty well. He let me get up to uh, gear three. Uh, In my head, I'm thinking, third gear. Gear three. It's not called gear three, mate. He's got so much to learn, (laughs) isn't he?
1: (laughs) Amateur. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I just want to start the show by saying this. I think I I can back this up with evidence. Uh, When you're a dad, you you get to an age where your kids aren't interested in you anymore. (laughs) Is that quite bleak to say? I believe it to be true. Happens quite rapidly. Well, it does. It goes. Something changes really quickly. Like my twelve-year-old now, not interested. Mm. She's not interested in anything I have got to say. And my views on anything, not remotely interested. But I still have hope. Uh, I've got a four-year-old and an eight-month-old, so mm-hmm. there's still, you know, they're not fully aware of how boring I can be just yet, and still kind of slightly enamoured with me, which is hopeful. Um, and there's this cute little uh, dad-daughter thing that uh, me and my middle daughter Thea, who's four, still do at the moment. At the moment, and I'm, I'm you know, like. you say, I'm sure it's not that long until she kind of gets a bit older and, you know, thinks she's a bit too cool for school and it's not going to happen anymore. For some reason, whenever I go to the barber's to go and get my haircut, Thea loves coming along with me and sitting there kicking her legs in the big seat waiting for me to have my hair cut that's great isn't it and it really fills my heart with like joy and pride because i you see know, it's like a little daddy daughter a little thing that we do do you yeah. know what i mean and long may it continue and at the moment whenever i say like i um, daddy's going to get a haircut she, she almost gets her coat on like Brilliant. she's coming too like my little partner in crime which is great uh, and there's something about being a kid where i think we you get interested in like the mundane because it's quite boring watching me get my hair cut mm-hmm. do you know what i mean me me doing terrible patter to the barber but she absolutely loves it but sometimes when you're a kid you you, you're obsessed with watching like you get into like mundane stuff for a bit you You see what they watch on YouTube yeah you know they sit there and watch like boxes being opened with toys and stuff like that so with that in mind with what Thea's up to I just thought this hour of the show right what thing did you used to love tagging along for Tagging along for when you were a kid. Can you remember? Fishmongers. You used to love going to the fishmongers?
0: Saturday lunchtime, my old man would always go in the car to the fishmongers, Eastbourne seafront, pick up a fish. And that was a trip I had to come on. I used to love it. (laughs) Pick up a fish. Going to the fishmongers, (laughs) all the fish out the front on the sort of like the ice slabs, and just it was like, wow, look at all these. Which one's he having for dinner tonight? I had to go on the fishmongers trip.
1: Every fish is a different story in its own right, (laughs) isn't it? It's a learning process. Loved it. So look, Fishmongers for Richie, uh, sitting in the barbers watching me have my haircut. my middle daughter, Thea. Uh, when you were a kid, think back, one of those little dream sequences, uh, what did you used to love tagging along for? Ruby says, going to work
0: with my dad in London on a Saturday. Used to drive mm. up and feed me Burger King while I sat quietly in his office. <laughs> I, I now, really w- w- when you analyse this, <laughs> it, it, w- was it the going to the office, or was it the promise of the Burger King that was the thing you liked? I think, I've think i got a suspicion <laughs> I know which one it might
1: be. Uh, Lydia says, taking my nan's washing to the laundrette. I meant to got to sit in my old pram, which I was far too old for, holding onto a bin bag full of clothes as we went over the brew. My poor Nan still remember trying to see round the enormous bag, God bless us, like someone out of Angela's ashes.
0: Mark in Cardiff, fond memories of going to British home stores for lunch. Oh. It appears when you look at his text that the thing that he really likes was the fact they had a conveyor belt where you would put your tray when finished.
1: There's something about bussing your tray. <laughs> Isn't it an amazing? There's something about it, it's uniquely British. Uh, Dan says, my dad was a London cabbie. He would take me along to the garage in Bethnal Green Arches. Highlights were going through the car wash and then up on the ramp where they adjusted the brakes. Also, the foot... Oh, I can't read that out. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to paraphrase. Well done for stopping. It's the first time he discovered a bit of blue. <laughs> Thanks for putting that in the text, mate. Always read ahead, particularly with you Lock, because we know what you like. Right, let's move along. <laughs> well done. Back of his own... his dad's cab. How weird is that? Look, anyway... <laughs> We've got Sharon on the line. Sharon, what did you tag along for?
2: It was going to um, Birmingham ma- rag markets with my dad.
1: Wow, Birmingham what market?
2: Rag market.
1: A rag market. Are they even a thing anymore?
2: No, um, well, I think they they are, but not as good as they used to be.
1: So what,
0: you know, for, for, for those of us who've never been to a rag market, <laughs> what happened at a rag market?
2: It was just loads and loads of stalls, and um, they had outdoor markets, and you had, like, the fruit and veg, you had, like, 2nd stuff, and then um, we also had, like, a butcher's part, which I hated going to, you know, the dead rabbits and stuff. It <laughs>
1: Different times rabbits. back then. It was this one of those ones we, I mean, because I remember it used to be a bit of a performance where you'd get someone out the front selling stuff, but they'd get a crowd around them and, and you know, and, yeah, and they'd yeah, have a patter. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, down at the bottom of the rag market, they had the a guy who used to auction stuff off, and my dad used to always bid and nearly win. Amazing.
1: Love it. What an amazing memory. (laughs) It
2: was brilliant. I do miss
1: them days. Suzanne says, In the 70s, my dad was a taxi driver and had a contract to deliver large metal vats of steaming hot food from a local school to several village schools. I would ride cross-legged without a seatbelt in the back with the scorching hot containers in the footwell below me. It's only now that I'm an adult that I can see how dangerous this was. I also wondered why I wasn't at school myself. Different times. People (laughs) unravelling. Having a proper like flashback and asking for some questions as well. Uh, this one here says, Go into the old school tobacconist. Oh. Do you remember old school to- do yes. they even have them anymore? Uh, with my stepdad, Andre, so he could buy his Goulois Siggies and French <laughs> coffee. I loved the shop. It seemed really cool and grown up back then. Brilliant. Uh, Charles says, Mum did wardrobe for the theatres when I was a kid. I spent many weeks in theatres during holidays as it was cheaper than childcare. I ended up as the ensemble cast in Two Pantos and Bugsy Malone. I got to shoot the audience with a splurge gun.
0: There you go, living the dream. What about that? Uh, AD, what do you tag along to? I used to watch films with my mother when she was cleaning at the cinema.
1: Wow, so your mum used to clean cinemas, and tell us a scenario, yeah. what, you should just tag along with her and then get to watch stuff? Yeah, chip up on my own, the, the guy would put the film on and she'd put around me and I'd sit and watch the films on my own. So that's great, so Amazing. there's
0: there's a few people in on this agreement, so your mum's cleaning, there's another person there who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll stick a yeah, film just, on uh, for you, lad.
1: Yeah, just shove it on. And, w- and what era are we talking here? Is this E.T. or is this before it was a talkie movie? It
2: was 45 years ago.
1: Wow, can you remember any of the films that you yeah. saw? Um, so remember seeing Digby the biggest dog in the world? Remember that? The biggest dog in the world. What a classic that was!
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna IMDb it as if it's a Thursday. <laughs> what score are we getting? Um, Digby the biggest dog in the world, uh, 1973, five and a half out of ten. I'm afraid. That's
1: not bad for a free view, is oh, it? Eh?
0: Excuse me. Ian. What did you have to tag along to?
2: Uh, well, my dad used to go to the scrapyard on a Saturday morning when his car broke down his old banger. <laughs> he used to just going around, kicking around the old cars and stuff with my dad while we uh, searched for parts.
0: So wow. he, he would be going down there to
1: repair a part of the knackered car on the driveway, yeah? That's right, yeah. Wow, yeah. And, and what was that like as a kid? Would that, Did that spark an interest in cars and fixing up cars from you?
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I love cars uh, myself now, so yeah, it did.
0: How often was your old man's car breaking down if you go <laughs> to the scrapyard every Saturday?
1: Did it ever move?
2: <laughs> probably every probably like two or three months, we'd be down there for something else that uh, rusted and fell off or something like that.
1: Weird question, right, but have you got a favourite bit of a car? A bit that you can't see from the outside, like an innard of a car. Favourite little bit?
2: Um, yeah, probably uh, the exhaust or something like that. Oh,
1: yeah. Why is you like the exhaust so much? <laughs>
2: Because <laughs> you're always uh, another part that was uh, always falling off.
1: That's good, good, uh, good uh, car in to chat. It's <laughs> it is indeed. we well, got Sam on the line. Sam, where did you used to go when you were a little one? Uh, it was the Woodyard on a Saturday morning. Wow.
3: Um, every Saturday morning, Dad went to the Woodyard. I don't know why I needed so much wood, but he was always doing DIY. Um, so, straight to the Woodyard on a Saturday morning, and I would stand there and touch all the different types. And wonder what people used all these different types for, and then I'd just earwig on Dad and the woodyard blokes' conversation about different types of wood.
1: George, you know fascinating. I went to a woodyard for the first time in my life last year to get some wood. There's, i like got a big place up in uh, Hadley near where I live in Leon C. and it's like it's quite intimidating because it's like it's just it's like lots of like quite gruff, kind of angry-looking men uh, with with those whittled pencils behind their ears talking in code you yeah. don't really understand. So, were you picking up all the lingo and everything?
3: Uh, I can't I can't remember much of it because it, it's not interesting anymore, of course. Oh, right, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you have a favourite type of uh, woods in your time there, uh, Sam? No, I think, I mean, he took a lot of decking.
3: We had a lot of decking in the garden. Uh, treacherously slippy stuff in all weathers. Um, so I, if, if I need any decking, I'm not going to go to that wood yard. Um, but he definitely had a pencil behind his ear all the time, every single day, and he wore a lumberjack jacket.
0: <laughs> Sam, do you have kids of your own yet? And if you do, do you take them to the woodyard? Complete the I circle. I
3: don't have any, but straight from the hospital, as soon as they're born. Down to the woodyard
1: at Tesco. There you go, getting down the woodyards. <laughs> Bush and Ritchie through the decades.
2: With Tesco Mobile.
1: One of you could be bagging yourself a £1,000 as we take you once again through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to make it safely home and win? Uh, on the line, hoping to play and win tonight is Ian. How are you doing, Ian? How are you, fellas? I'm all right. We're all right, Ian. It's Tuesday. That pretty much says it all, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Yes, that sums it up. How, yeah.
1: how are you in yourself today, Ian? How are you feeling but in yourself? I'm all right, yeah. Tuesday's been OK. Um, got through it uh, scuff-free, you know. what you done and dusted already?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let's let's put a cap on it and uh, make things even better. Uh, hopefully get you some money. The rules are these. We're going to give you seven questions, one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, tens in the present day. Uh, you've got 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, however. And when the time is up, game ends. It's all over. Does that make sense? Yep. Good. He's, yep, he's, a,
1: he's a man of few words, but he, I, I feel like there's action within. Yeah. There's action. Oh, he's a man I'm, of business.
0: He is. I'm pumped. I'm pumped and ready to go lads. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> right, let's go through the decades here. What decade would you like to start in? Nineties. Oh, I like Maverick. this. Right. Okay.
1: Through the decades. Nineties. <laughs> the Benz is the second studio album by which English band?
2: Radiohead.
1: Yes. Noughties,
0: which Premier League team were crowned the Invincibles in 2004?
1: Arsenal. Yes. Tens, the Crystal Maze returned to our televisions in 2017, but who was the show's new presenter? Dominic, Scottish Games Masterman. Incorrect. Uh,
0: Good guess. Richard JD
1: I can't say his name either, but yes.
0: Ayawadi. Correct. Yes. Um, uh, present guys. present day. Kay Adams was voted off which TV show at the Secret weekend? dancing. Correct.
1: Sixties. The Piper at the Gates of Dawn is the debut album by which band? ACDC. No. Uh, prog rock. Think prog rock. Uh, Slade. No, not, not Slade. Oh. Pink I'm afraid, Floyd. but it was Pink Floyd. But yeah, I'm afraid you are trapped now uh, in the sepia tones of the 1960s <laughs> for the rest of your natural life. <laughs> that answer just at the end didn't save you.
0: Oh no, you are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time
1: with Bush and Richie. Oh, swine! But <laughs> you know what, the, the good thing about being trapped in the 1960s, Ian, is that you get to wear a suit and a bowler hat every day to work. Yeah, like, they're simpler times. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I can do that. I'm happy with that. I think you look a million dollars.
0: Ian, you were doing all right. You still had a couple of decades to negotiate, but respect you for starting in the 90s. I like that. It's not a tactic others have done recently.
1: This is what you need to get involved, start somewhere other than the 60s. One other thing as well. How quick was he on Strictly Come Dancing? Very. Someone, someone's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Showing your true colours
0: sequins on a Saturday it's the rules isn't it that's what they say about
1: Ian oh
0: yes we play again tomorrow Ian doesn't Uh, for your chance to play and bag a thousand pounds call 0330 123 1215 you've got until 6 to enter full terms and conditions
1: at absoluteradio.co.uk do us a favour as well have a look through your family photo albums if there's any pictures from the 60s have a look you might see Ian now in the background that's how it works (laughs) if you can't wait until then you can also play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker by saying open the Through the Decades game The
2: Daily Takeaway... Daily
0: takeaway.
1: I bet you've had to strike a deal today.
0: You don't have to be some big wheeler dealer, some high roller to be striking deals. Cause when you sit and think about the day that you've had, we all strike deals all the time just to make things happen, just to keep life working. I bet you've had to strike a deal today. We both have. Alright. This 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 came about because this morning someone was not keen on the fact it was after school club today. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, right, I've just got to get him going. Now how am I gonna do this? So i I resorted to the power of the Freddo. 20, 25p It's Cadbury's biggest bargain. Freddo, such a fantastic little little frog-shaped bite of chocolate, only 25p. Still.
1: Enduring quality of the Freddo as well.
0: There are many things that are going up in price at the moment, but the Freddo stays at 25p, and God bless it and may it do so for a long time, because it's there as the incentive. So I said to him, if we don't have tears, all right, there will be a Freddo waiting for you in that dinosaur's mouth when you get out of school. Clarify the Dinosaur it's his favourite dinosaur oh, I was wondering dinosaurs. what's going on with that. It's like it's <laughs> no. terrifying.
1: Figuratively speaking, <laughs> it actually was. So
0: I had to strike that deal and it worked. No tears. Happiness. It, you have to strike deals. There
1: must be something in the air today, because um, Thea had a bit of a wobble on the way into school and I thought, right, I need to do some kind of manoeuvre here to make sure again, bit of bribery, bit of a deal being struck. I, I don't know where this came from. I, I offered to get her a monkey. <laughs> That's a bit
0: more expensive than a Fred. And I,
1: you know, I, I don't mean whatever that kind of cockney rhyming slang about money is. <laughs> she she's she wants a little cuddly monkey at the moment. so. Look, like if you if you're a big girl, go to school today, behave yourself. I'll do you a deal. I'll get your monkey by the weekend. My other half, Katie, is not that impressed with my. This kind of, like, contra that we're doing. But sometimes you've got to do it if you're in a bind. It's not just with kids. You'll
0: have done it with a workmate. With the number of deals we have to strike with our producer, just to get him to behave. Oh, always. You'll have done it with workmates. You'll have done it with flatmates. You'll have done it with your own mates. You'll have done it with partners. If you have had to strike a deal today of any sort, just to get something happening,
1: just to get agreement, to keep things moving, tell us what the price was you had to pay. So, for example, if I want to try and get away with watching uh, any... NFL that I've recorded for example for example if I'll have to endure I call it sucking up a couple of episodes of EastEnders
0: for example
1: for example with a contra for Katie so I'll tell you what I'll sit through two episodes of EastEnders when everyone's in prison or everyone's in hospital and then can we watch the New York Giants something like that
0: So tonight, you are getting home, you are watching EastEnders,
1: you are watching the New York Giants. I'll sit quietly, but the problem is, right, if I moan during EastEnders, then my NFL time is reduced, so it's almost like getting a fine. I can't stop moaning during it, I hate it. 8-12, what, EastEnders? Why do people still watch that programme? Do you know what I mean? There's loads, it's just loads of peripheral characters left trapped in flats, 15 people in each house. Sorry, I won't be able to watch anything (laughs) there.
0: You've just done yourself in. The deal's off. Poppy says, I'm including a pack of Freddos with my shopping order each week until Christmas. We love them. As a grown-up,
1: I'd absolutely love to be, to be bribed with a Freddo. You, I, you wouldn't even want to know what I'd do for a Freddo.
0: I would do anything for Fred Actually, no. I ret- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that what Meatloaf was <laughs> talking about? I
0: retract that statement. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what deal have you had to strike today?
2: Um, so, me and my
1: partner were back uh, coming home from Iceland today, and the deal was... That- Congratulations. Was that- it nice? over there oh, it was beautiful yeah it was absolutely gorgeous yeah um, so the deal was for my partner to sit in the window seat uh, he had to buy a takeaway tonight when we got home <laughs> 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 can I just can I just clarify here um, my, my joke fell on you know didn't do very well then I, I you'd you actually come back from the, the country of I- Iceland
0: the country, yeah, not the shop. I,
1: I think, thought you'd been to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought you'd been to the shops. Window seat on the bus
0: on the way home from a refrigerated <laughs> supermarket. Well, I,
1: I I feel bad. That's my dad joke done and dusted. I'll uh, I'll take leave of the show. So you wanted the window seat, and he
0: he said the deal was to have a takeaway for the window seat yeah he
2: wanted the window seat and i said uh, you need to buy the takeaway to get
0: the window seat uh, on the way home
1: by the way when did you guys win the lotto holidays <laughs> takeaways hey eh?
0: <laughs> now question I is wish, wish. did this pay off because if you're going into heathrow and it's coming in the wrong way suddenly there's no point getting the window seat because if you're going in from the other way you don't get all the views across london
2: Oh, it still stands. Whether he saw what he wanted to see or not, I still got my takeaway.
1: <laughs> and what are you going to have? What are you going for this evening?
2: Uh, pizza or Chinese? I've not decided
1: yet. Oh, the choice is the choices.
0: I know, I know. Decisions, decisions.
1: <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
0: Jen has intel. You need to get yourself to Iceland. Pack of five Freddos. Currently one pound. There's a deal for
1: you. Uh, uh, Someone here, Andrew, has emailed about Freddos. Freddos used to cost 10p from 2000 to 2010. Then it went up to 17p. Rose again 2015, went up to 25p. And at 2017 hit the massive cost of 30p, dropping back to 25p in 2018. To put the above in perspective, 10p in 2000 would be 20p in 2020 if it kept track with inflation. In the same time, the average wage has gone from £7.50 to the current £15.65, meaning we used to be able to buy 75 Freddos for one hour's work, now it's only 52. This feels like a maths GCSE question and explains why I was so
0: bad at it. Exactly. This is the Daily Takeaway. Takeaway.
1: Bush, Richie and producer Adam who's wearing a beanie. It's home time on a Tuesday night.
0: It's been a busy show today, really busy show today and what we love about talking to you every single Monday to Friday, 4 till 7, is the unpredictability of it. Never know what is going to grab your attention you lot haven't been
1: able to move for Freddo's today. What is it with you lot and Freddo's? Because it was just a tiny bit in what we were talking about, and you're obsessed with them. We've received non-stop information, intel, about Freddo's.
0: Sarah is hanging on. You have intel. What is it, Sarah? Uh,
2: I buy them for my mum every year for her birthday, and I buy them by the box, so I save her a small fortune.
1: Wow, so do you give your mum, like, the box, or do you meter them out to her, like, once a week or something? <laughs> oh, no,
0: no I, <laughs> I have to give her the full box. <laughs> right, so I think we're going to need to go through a few details here. So, first of all, so obviously your mum loves Freddo's. How old is your mum, then? Uh, she
2: turned 70 in July.
1: Fantastic. How, how long have they been around, Freddo's? Do you know what I mean? They, well, when, oh. when did the Fre- Fredo start, do you know what I mean?
2: I have no idea. Probably the late eighties, maybe. I'm gonna okay. have a
0: look here. Uh, they, no, they—they were introduced in 1930. Oh my lord! Oh, Rum, right? Okay. Before <laughs> your mum was a twinkle. Yeah. What about that? <laughs> so, how much is a bulk bought? How much is a bulk bought box of <laughs> Um, For
2: so the life of me, I can't remember, and I can't remember how many you get in a box either. But, See, I, uh, I said about
1: you, I, I wouldn't want the responsibility of being given a whole box like that, because you just sit there and eat them all the time, wouldn't you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to make sure you kind of, like, spread them out over the week. Hey, but a moment for Sarah. What a daughter, because would
0: I love that as a present? Absolutely. I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> this
1: is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
0: Thank you very much for uh, putting yourself through another daily takeaway. Just one more thing on the driving lesson, and I never had the t- I, I never had the guts to ask him this question after two hours of his first ever lesson. Yeah. What I really wanted to ask him was, does the two hours that you've just gone through, has it made you have a new level of respect for your old man and his driving? What do you think? Not in a million <laughs> That's years. What I didn't ask it. <laughs>